Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 26. Endgame. Billy wakes up. We get a little fantasy sequence here. Yeah. He's, he has a vision of Allison in a white satin nighty. Yeah. And she's like, you had your chance, Billy, but you blew it. And he's like, Allison. And she disappears. Did you, get a, did you finally notice the denim fringed curtains? Oh, I noticed them. <laughs> I noticed them last week. Okay. They're awful. They're so bad. It's like cut off jeans, but curtains. And there's like frayed edges jertons <laughs> there is jertons but there's also some kind of embroidery decal de- like they're unbelievable yeah they're, they're so unbelievable ugly. billy's depressed he's just like wandering around his empty apartment and his boxers and it is really empty like allison took all of her furniture and i don't know where she put it or how she like dude leave him something she even took the pompous grass. She took the pompous grass. <laughs> he literally just has a chair. The chair it's, and his bedroom, I guess. It's just the chair. Um, she also took all her art. All the art's off oh, the walls. Oh, it's completely bare. Everything is gone. It's all gone. He's depressed. Yeah. At the hospital, Michael is venting to Kimberly about dermatology rounds. And Kimberly is venting to Michael about her apartment. She needs a new place to live. Hmm. And Michael's like, oh, well, a room just opened up in my building. Yeah. Billy, Billy. he's a great guy. He needs a roommate. And he's like, oh, we can introduce you. We can all go out to dinner. And Kimberly goes, will your wife be there? Yeah. She's like, I'd love a (laughs) (laughs) three-way. Show me a picture of this Billy guy. Mm. Yeah, so they agree to dinner. Yeah, they agree to dinner. We get a Terrence and Rhonda scene. I completely forgot this was even still happening. They really phoned this in. I can't. I thought that Carrie was already fired. Me too. Why is she still here? Also, like I have to say, when she was talking about doing florals for Terry, I really cannot believe what I saw. No one would decorate. This is like grandma florals. It was hideous. It's hideous. There was nothing masculine about it at all. Like it was super frilly, girly, you know, lavender, lilac. 
It, it was just like what a grandma would have. It like, was a pastel nightmare inside that house. Like yeah. she had painted the walls pink. It was just crazy. It was awful. So Carrie is like in full on designer decorator mode. And Rhonda's furious. She's like, what happened to the earth tones I wanted? I mean, that sounds like not too promising either. <laughs> <laughs> there is something in between. Yeah. Um, Terrence, Terrence uh, is like, I invited Carrie to dinner at the restaurant. And Rhonda's like, I fucking hate Carrie. Why would you do that? No, she literally makes like an expression where she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like She's like, what? It's like the first what the fuck expression because she is... She can't believe it. And it is outrageous. It is outrageous, especially especially knowing how much Rhonda hates Carrie and how much she's verbalized this. And Terrence is like so clueless. Why would he do this? Like she has told him, this is my crazy roommate. Not only is she a decorator I don't like, she is a crazy roommate. And Carrie also outwardly, openly hits on Terrence in front of Rhonda. and has And has said to Rhonda. Yeah. She You're, said it. I don't consider your husband uh, in or a your relationship. Boyfriend. Your, your boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. I, I don't consider. I consider him single. What about? Um, did Rhonda ever tell Terrence that she was after him that way? Or we didn't see it. I. Um, I mean, I would imagine Rhonda had to have said something, right? But maybe Terrence was like, "Oh, come on, she doesn't like me," or something yeah. like that. It's just crazy. Anyway, that this is our sitcom storyline. Just poor. Poor Rhonda. Her storyline is just sputtering out. Just put her out of her misery. Like, seriously, this is worthless. Seriously. Either give her something good to do. Or just leave. Don't insult her. No, the storyline is ridiculous. And also, doesn't Ray Don Chong have, like, bigger gigs? Right. Because she's (laughs) a good actress. She's a good actress, and this was her heyday. Right. Like, I can't believe she's wasting time on this stupid (laughs) role. (laughs) So, at dinner, Michael... And Jane are out with Kimberly and Billy. This is a very weird group of people. Very. And Michael is hyping up Melrose Place. He's like, it's got a pool. It's got nosy neighbors. Uh, it's got, yeah. It's got electricity. He's just saying all this basic shit that it has. And and he talks about. Um, and then he's and then he turns to Billy and he starts hyping up Kimberly to Billy. <laughs> And he says to Billy, Kimberly, she's real easy on the eyes. And Jane rolls her eyes when he says No, he's that. like, she's responsible. She's this. She's easy on the eyes. <laughs> Look, and it was so inappropriate. And uh, Jane is like, uh, turn it down a little. <laughs> right. She's like, Michael. And then later they all go to the apartment and Kimberly is not impressed. She's like, okay. And it's completely empty. It's completely empty. And she's like, all right. And Billy, Billy's like hyping himself up at this point because he needs a roommate. Right. And he, he is. And he's like, do you have furniture? Like, <laughs> that's like his main goal in a roommate. Yeah. Bring all the stuff. He's like that little chick who's like, are you my mommy? Yeah. <laughs> to Kimberly. And he also says he always leaves the lid down. There's yeah. a big selling point. This is very the the toilet seat lid and seat being up is like in every sitcom ever in the nineties in the nineties and eighties like it was you can't get past it you had to have the seat conversation you yeah. had to have that in your script Billy got a haircut oh he he got a haircut in this episode you know who didn't get a haircut Matt. <laughs> 
what are they doing there? What's Matt's going on? Matt's hair is out of control. It's really long. While Kimberly and Michael and Jane are still in the apartment, he gets a phone call, and it's bad news. It's Billy's mom, and she's called to tell him that his dad has had a heart attack. Yeah. So Billy, this is a very awkward situation. I can imagine for Kimberly, this is like excruciatingly awkward. I, I kept imagining like after he tells them, he's like, I got to go. Kimberly's like, I'll take it. <laughs> like there's yeah. some like awkward moment. Yeah. Um, but she's like, she he tells everyone, he's like, my dad had a heart attack. I have to go. And he just kind of walks like a zombie. Yeah. Out understandable, the door. I, I guess. mean, he's in shock. Yeah. He's in complete shock. But it's very awkward for Kimberly. Um, at the hospital, Billy meets his mom and she is wearing an insane <laughs> lace jacket with shoulder pads. No, she's dressed to the nines. Why does his mom always have the hairstyle of an 1860s bordello madam? Why does she always look like that? This couple is bizarre. Because his dad is like a blue collar, hey, like shoe leather, like whatever. Yeah. Just like a salesman type. And she's like in some other world. (laughs) She also has like a vague British accent. Yeah. There's something like fancy about her. She has like a mid-Atlantic accent. Yes. They're just a funny couple. Um, But they were out dancing, so that's why she's dressed. Okay. Yeah. But that was an insane jacket. It's still an over-the-top outfit. So the, also like didn't she have a hat? It's like take the hat off. You're at the hospital. Did she have I a feel hat? Like there was a hat element to no, it. No, there was, was a hat later. The oh, the hat was later. Okay. We'll talk about the hat. <laughs> the doctor comes out, it's bad news. Billy's dad has died. And the mom starts wailing. And this is a very sad scene, but the mom was very She's very like, dramatic. Here's my moment. This was her moment. And they really I I was happy they didn't drag it out. Yeah. Like the doctor just comes out and he's like, we did what we could. We all know what that means. Right. There was <laughs> nothing died. else we could do. Yeah. The heart attack, he said, was massive. <laughs> um, I was like, is that what the doctor would say? <laughs> the next day at Melrose Place, Billy wanders in. He's been at the hospital all night and he runs into Matt and he has a very awkward conversation with Matt. Because Matt's like, hey, I heard about your dad. I hope he's doing okay. And Billy's like, no, he actually died. And Matt's like, uh. And then, of course, Matt goes into, like, supportive friend mode. And he's like, well, let me know if you need anything. And Matt is really unkempt. Did you (laughs) notice how messy he was? I think he just fucked. I honestly agree. His hair was a mess. His clothes looked like maybe he's wearing the guy's clothes because they were, like, a little too big and kind of hanging off of him. He just fucked. He looked a mess, yeah. but it was kind of hot, I have to say. Yeah. Um, but Billy is like stoic. He he can't process any emotions right now. He's just gone through a horrible trauma, and Matt just wants to help because yeah. it's Matt. Of course. He wants to be there for him, and Billy's like, I got everything handled. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Billy gets a voicemail from his sister, Celeste, and she's like, remember to pick me up at the airport. She's depressed. We don't even know it's necessarily his sister, but then the the writers were smart enough to put, okay, little brother. They always do that. (laughs) They always fucking do that. Yeah, we could figure it out. I don't think I've ever called my brother little brother. No, it's like, see you at the airport, little brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, like, I didn't even hear her say that. I did because I was like, is that his sister? I guess it's his sister. And then I heard little brother. I was like, oh, yes. That's funny because I missed that because what I what I thought was, oh, that was uh, smart and subtle because she just said dad, our dad or whatever. Right. I noticed when she said dad, but then when they did little brother, I was like, oh, they wanted to make sure. No, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we got Who it. Who else right. would it She be? did say dad. Um, so... Michael and Jane come by to give their condolences. Jane's blouse is very ugly. This is disappointing because she's been stepping it up. She had some moments. She had some really cute outfit moments in the last episode, but this blouse, I don't like it. Is this the one that was sort of like blue and, I mean, red and white with the gold? It was rust gold. Yeah, it was was like a multicolor. It was bad. Michael, of course, being Michael, just starts asking about Billy's dad's medical history. It's like, well, why does it matter now? Why would you? Why I know would that you was say like, say that. Had he been sick? Because also, Michael found out by calling the hospital. I was like, is that legal? <laughs> you could just call and find out what happened. Yeah, they just give medical information out. Yeah, but Billy, Billy doesn't want any help. And Jake and Joe even come by, and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I just want to take a shower. He wants to be alone at the airport. Billy picks up his sister, Celeste. This is... Her character is bizarre. Her character is very boring, but then also bizarre. She's... I think she needs to be medicated. (laughs) She's just a weirdo. I really think she needs to be medicated. Here's the interesting thing about Billy. He has... You... His family is nothing like him. No. Each individual person in this family is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's something that exists, but usually there's some commonality. They're all completely different. They look different. Yeah. They act different. It's very weird. No, there's nothing that's like in Billy's personality where it's like, oh, he got a piece of that from his mom. Yeah. And he got a piece of that from his dad. Like they could have made the sister a little goofy like Billy. Yeah. She's medicated. She seems medicated. No, she needs to be medicated. I think she is medicated, but, but the maybe wrong she needs meds. more. Because she's like, her voice is very like monotone almost. It's very she weird. Just, okay. She's, she's at, yeah. But she looks nothing like Billy. And she looks like from a different decade. And older. Like a lot older. Yeah. Her style though is like late 70s. She's like wearing hair. She's wearing like a crepe pantsuit. And her makeup is kind of like that really shiny blush. Yeah. <laughs> it's cream blush. <laughs> she's wearing a cream blush. Uh, Billy has picked her up in the cab and she's crying about her dad, which is fine. Yeah. She's, Billy says to her, you know, I think I could do a good job with his store. Now Billy wants to work in the furniture business. Right. He's trying to do some honor his dad. Right. He's in that phase. And Celeste is not having it. No. They start bickering about the store. They're just squabbling right off the bat. They take off in the cab. Does Billy ever, has he ever picked up anyone else in the cab or is it just used for friends and family? We, we don't ever see him with fares no. anymore. He just, it's, it's him, he, him driving his friends around That's or to it. the airport. Does he have a job no. at this point? At Billy's home, we're in Celeste's room, and it is all chintz. Hilarious. It's like the brass bed with the chintz fabric. With the Laura Ashley bedspread. Yeah. And the matching, but not matching, but from the same collection, (laughs) wallpaper. Yes. And the like pink dresser. 
Exactly. I, as I she took, left it. I took so many pictures of this bedroom because <laughs> I was like looking at every detail. I probably would have wanted this bedroom. There was probably like a straw hat hanging on the wall. And there was like the vanity with this, the chair that has the skirt with the yes. same fabric. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy and Celeste have a little moment together. It's it's very emotional. Celeste is talking about how when she got married, she really felt like her dad was giving her away. I don't know. Maybe this was a dig at Billy. Like, look, I left home like most adults do, but look at you. I thought this was very weird because she's like, dad gave me away. Like, I thought that was just an expression. But he like really was like, bye, you're not my daughter anymore, and gave me to my husband. Have we ever even heard of Celeste until? I've never heard of her. I thought that was like a very weird thing to share about your dad in this time, because people are usually sort of thinking about the best things. Yeah. And this seemed kind of cruel. It was weird. I didn't really get what she was getting at. She... Maybe she, I thought like, is she trying to take a dig at Billy that he never left home? Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what her point was. She's a weirdo. She, they're all kind of weird. And Billy's like, you know, I really think I can make the store grow. And she flips out. She goes, damn it, Billy, our father died. Stop talking business. Yeah. I mean, it is stupid of Billy. He shouldn't have, it's not the right time. To talk also that. like, come on. But she, her reaction was, was huge. I'm, uh. Yes, her reaction was huge, but people are weird. But this family is just weird in general. I don't get it. it it's a weird family. They hug, though. At the hospital, Kim, this was funny. Kimberly's like, Michael, I don't think I want to move in with Billy. <laughs> this cracked me the fuck up because she was basically like, I know this sounds bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like dealing with his life. <laughs> She's like, I realize when you have a roommate, they become part of your life. Right. And I was just like so mean, but accurate It was in a way. Because it's like something you don't say out loud, but maybe you think sometimes. I mean, sometimes. she's not wrong. It doesn't, I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you feel like you're a bad person having that thought, but it's like, she has every right to not want to move in with someone while they're grieving, who she doesn't know. Also, she's accurate in her read on Billy, because she will be a part of his life. This will not be like, we're passing through the night roommates where we never see each other. Yeah. Because we saw what happened with Allison. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to be codependent with Billy. Anyway, Kimberly and Michael are being very fucking flirty. It is just obvious at this point. Right. Because she, her issue with her apartment is that her uh, plumbing, she's got some plumbing situations. We all know Michael knows how to work a wrench. In a wench. <laughs> and, and, and he says to her in a very suggestive way, well, I, I'm very good with my tools. I can fix your pipes. He says something about his tools. It's just so, it's very, I mean, you're, you're in great luck if you want to flirt with someone and there's a plumbing situation. Mm. <laughs> there's lots of avenues you can go down. Yeah, you can make a lot of uh, great innuendos. Absolutely. With that. And they do them. And they get all sweaty when they're down there. Yeah. At Shooters, I was like, Shooters! Finally. We haven't seen Shooters. Shooters, Billy and Jake are playing pool and talking about dads. Jake loves any opportunity to talk about his dad. Yeah. And there was like a moment where Billy was like, how do you deal with it? I was like, oh, Jake's dad died. Right. And then Jake was like, well, you know, he didn't die, but he's just not around (laughs) anymore. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's dead to me. Yeah. Um, They get some beers. Jake asks Billy if he's heard from Allison, 
And Billy's like, no, who cares? Classic. Classic. Who cares? Classic Billy. You do, Billy, a lot. And he thinks that his dad dying is a wake-up call for him to be more responsible, a.k.a. to run the furniture shop. Yeah. I hate these kind of storylines. I do, too. They're always in TV shows where you have this misguided thing that you're supposed to do this to be responsible, but everyone knows it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you're not going to do it. It's a time waste. Total time waste. Later, they return to Melrose, and Billy is like, I don't want my mom to sell the store. It's a piece of my dad. And Jake is supportive. Yeah. Jake's very sentimental. Very sentimental. So, of course, he's... And Jake is like, it's the principle of the thing guy. Yeah. So he, he gets where Billy's coming from. But suddenly, out of the bushes, appears Amanda. <laughs> that was... The way she arrived was bizarre. She, she was just, like... This is like one of Billy's ex-girlfriends, right? Wasn't there one who popped out of the bushes one time or something? Yeah, it's like Amanda's gone stalker mode. She's like, hi, Billy. Heard your dad died. <laughs> I realized this was the perfect opportunity for me to worm my way back yeah, in your do you life. you need some comfort? <laughs> she pulls a Keith. Yeah, this is very Keith. This is a Keith move. Because she says the same thing that Keith said. Like, I realized you wouldn't have picked up if I had called. Right. So I ambushed you. Yeah. She's uh, very sorry to hear about his dad, and she just wanted to see him, and he's like, I want to go to bed. I'm tired. And she's like, well, I'm here if you need me. Have you heard from Allison? Yeah. While I'm here, let me get some gossip. (laughs) (laughs) Allison called you? Because I have. It's like still a competition. And Billy says no, and then she says, you shouldn't be alone. And he's like, I just want, he's told her so many times, I just want to be alone. And she's really pushing it. She's like, now you're not just being a good friend. You just want to fuck Billy. Because she's getting horny. Yeah. Because she's like, do you want me to stay with you? Like, because even I want to stay, I'll I'll say it. I want to stay with you. Yeah. She's like, it'll be good for you and me. Yeah. And she kind of like smiles. I was really happy that he still said no. And she kisses him and he's dead inside. He's stoic. Yeah. He doesn't have any reaction. Anyway, let's take a quick break here. So Billy goes inside his empty apartment. He takes a dramatic swig of orange juice. (laughs) That thing's empty. You're going to have to replace that soon. Yeah. He gets a message from Allison. Of course. And she's really sorry. She's here if if he wants to talk. And he calls her back immediately. But Keith picks up. Now, I think Keith lied to him and said Allison wasn't there. Oh. Because where would she be? A hundred percent. Yeah. Allison just moved there. There's, she would not be anywhere. It's probably raining outside. Also, like this reminded me of like how it used to be where sometimes if you wanted to talk to someone, you had to go through someone else. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was always really stressful if they didn't pick up. Do you remember when you were like in middle school and you'd call a guy you liked and their mom would pick up and you would just be mortified? Yes. Like humiliated to talk to somebody's mom. No, because they would always chat with you a bit. Yeah. And it was so awful. Or they'd be like, who is this? Oh, and... 
What's yeah. your last name? Yeah, what's your last name? Like, what are you going to do? Look me up in the phone book? Just like- the most humiliating <laughs> practice ever. But it's also just, rem- it's like makes you realize what a um, great thing it is that you can now call people directly and it's their cell phone right. and not their house or their annoying roommate or maybe a bad boyfriend. Like it's good in many ways, it I think. Is, it is good in many ways. Like there are definitely are freedoms I miss about, sorry, I'm out. I'm not home. Yes. You can't get a hold of me and it was liberating in that way. That's and, true. And um, and I caught the tail end of that when I was a teenager, but I did have some solid years where it was like, it wasn't cell phones. Yeah. And where I was just out with my friends. And then you get home and you check your little voicemail. Right. Sorry, uh, I missed you, bitch. No, and it was a nice way to not be interrupted. Yes. I mean, I guess you can put your phone on like whatever. People do that where they're not getting but notifications. people freak out if you don't answer. Yes. It's a completely different culture we're in now. Absolutely. But I do remember, I hadn't thought about that in a long time, is talking to the mom picking up. Yeah, I just felt that for Billy when Keith picked up. It's like now he has to go through Keith. Right. Do you know what I mean? He can't just talk to Allison. And even if Keith gives Allison the phone, he knows they're talking. And like, it's gonna be filtered. Yeah. Through Keith. Because we you know, and, and I'm like, is Keith even gonna give him tell Allison Billy called? Exactly. There's a lot. I don't believe that he would do that. So Billy is hangs up the phone. He like sit sits, plops down in his chair and he he kicks his feet against the wall and launches the chair across the other side of the room. I actually was like, are we going to see him do this like a bunch more times? Yeah. But they did cut it off after one. <laughs> he only did it once. He only did it once because I was like, I don't know. Because it's like, that's all you can do in that apartment. It's <laughs> completely empty with a roller chair. It's the one Who time you can do, do that. I would do it, it would all be really night. fun. I'd do it all night. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're at Billy's dad's funeral and Billy's mom looks like a Victorian widow with this hat. Yeah. She's got a style. She th- That hairstyle that she does is just wild to me. I, I really wonder who did this look. Like, was this the actress's vibe? Like, and they went with it? Because why did they make Billy's mom so extra and not like a just average um, San Fernando Valley housewife? Do you know what I mean? Like, She's such a character 
That is so like she could not be further from what you would picture as Billy's mom. No, and they're definitely this is a choice. They're, the way they dress her and style her. Even if you wanted to make Billy's mom uptight in, in a contrast to Billy, you still wouldn't picture this woman. No, because she doesn't come off particularly uptight to me. No. It's like a little weirdo. It's just Which is interesting. <laughs> she's like a little weirdo. She is a weirdo. Um, I think she's She's a free spirit and she's quirky, yeah, but in like a very unexpected way. And this very. this hat was a choice. This was a fashion choice that she made. And and Matt had his own little fashion choice. He had a black turtleneck on with his messy hair. <laughs> that his hair, new messy hair, his fucking bedhead. He got fucked before the funeral. I love this new Matt, and I'm really sad we're not seeing these storylines. We want the behind the scenes. What's going on with Matt? Who is Matt fucking? <laughs> It looks good. Um, so Billy's at the funeral. Everyone's there. Amanda's lurking in the background. She's not really like in the crowd, but she's there. She's She looks very chic. She's got her hair in a French twist. So she wants him back, right? Yes. Like, yeah. She wants him back. And as the funeral's ending, a cab pulls up. Not Billy's. This is a, this <laughs> Billy is a, went to pick up Allison at the, what, at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> and he, that's why he was late to his dad's funeral. <laughs> What's funny about seeing this cab is it makes you realize that Billy's cab is like the only cab in Los Angeles that looks like it's from the set of Taxi. Yeah. It's this, an old school like bubble cab yeah. where it's like bubbly round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the only one with a chair at the on chair. top still. <laughs> I bet he still isn't taking that chair off. Oh, actually, we saw him kick in, kick the walls in it. Oh, yeah, so that's he did. true. But in, in my I fantasy. bet he had just taken <laughs> yeah, it off, he just though. Did. I bet he just took it off. So the cab pulls up. Allison gets out. Billy sees her, and for the first time since his dad dies, he cracks a smile. Yes. Amanda approaches Allison and says, Hello, Allison. It's so tragic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're at a funeral. It's really fucking sad. It's literally tragedy. (laughs) Allison tells Amanda she's not there to stay. She's just there for the funeral. And Amanda turns on the, like, fake sensitive. Like, this has just been so hard on Billy. You should have seen him last night. He was so exhausted. She wants to let um, Allison know and, like, hint that she had spent the night with him. Right. Yeah, for sure. She goes, he was exhausted mentally and physically. Yeah. You could barely fuck me. <laughs> and she says goodbye and leaves. And Allison asks Billy if, like, are you, did you get back together with Amanda? And he's like, no, I don't know what she's talking about. We broke up. Yeah. They go for a little walk. And they are talking about shit. The one thing that stuck out to me is Billy's telling a story about how his dad hated roses and that his sister Celeste used to send potpourri every Christmas. Do you remember when people just used to give potpourri as a gift in the 90s? Yeah, but like, no one liked it. Nobody liked potpourri, but it was everywhere. It was like the little cinnamon sticks in it and the balls. And the dried orange slices. And then sometimes people would have it like on the back of their toilet. Yeah. And like, and like a shell bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> And it just collected dust. And it never really smelled good. They never smelled good. It always smelled like perfume. It's like, I could see this being good if it really smelled like cinnamon and oranges, like fresh. No. But it it smelled like perfume, like a bad, cheap perfume. They all smelled like overpowering old lady soap. 
Also, it is the gift to give someone that you literally do not give two shits about. You fucking hate I know them. nothing about you. Here's some fucking potpourri. So it is kind of insulting that the daughter would give the dad potpourri. Why would you give your dad potpourri? I would probably unfriend someone if they got me something from like a gift basket from Bed Bath & Beyond or something, which is cheap. <laughs> it's like, this is something you re-gifted. That, yeah. that was like a classic re-gift gift. Yeah. Right? Potpourri. It's like, I don't even care. Don't buy me anything if you don't have like, that's fine. You don't have to buy me gifts. But to give someone that type of gift is almost an insult mm. if they don't like it. Like, yeah. Um, I just thought that was funny. Very funny. He thanks Allison for coming. And Billy asks ask her where she's staying, and she's like, I'm sleeping on Joe's couch. He's like, well, duh. Why don't you just stay in your old room? Now, this confused me. Because there's no furniture in there. But was there a bed there? But then we do see later what happened. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was confused. I was like, wait, did she leave her bedroom? Like, Yeah. Back at Melrose, Jane is looking really chic. I liked this look. She's wearing like a pinstriped, it's a very menswear, almost a Jean-Paul Gaultier inspired look with the pinstriped vest. It's menswear inspired. She has a little beret or a hat. She's like a bowler hat on. No, she had some looks these past episodes. This was a good look. Um, She looks good in black. She looks great in black and white. Yeah, she had like a white... Uh, button-down shirt with a big collar. Yeah. I really like this outfit. She says, did you see him? Michael, there was no expression on his face at all. Talking about Billy. Why are they analyzing what he looks like? It's like, yeah, he's fucking still in shock. They're crazy. This is so weird. He's def- like, this isn't the goofy Billy we know. It's like his dad's funeral. Yeah. You think he's going to be cracking jokes? You think he's going to have a little flower that squirts water? <laughs> like, what? I don't get what they're surprised about. And Michael is like, oh, everyone grieves differently, Jane. Well, that's a pretty common way to grieve, though. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Michael tells Jane he has to go back, go to the hospital now because he got to check on some patients. Mm. He's like, I haven't been there all day. Yeah, I, I was like, you have to check, you have to go check on them when he, you're not on. He's still not even, is he even like a real doctor at this? Like he, I have no idea. Is he still doing rounds? I have Whatever. no idea what he's level gotta, he is. He's got to check on his patients, but guess what? He does not go to the hospital. He goes to Kimberly's house. Fix her pipes. He's down there working on those pipes and... When he finishes, he says, anything else around here that needs my attention? And Kimberly says, yes, but I don't think you're available for that kind of work. I love that anyone would say these things in this particular way, because it was so clear the way he said, anything else that needs my attention <laughs> was written to say a line like Kimberly said, right? <laughs> it was like, a total setup. Yeah, a total setup. Michael, you walked right into that one. Absolutely. She's horny. She's uh. so horny. And she... Even though he's done fixing her pipes, she is desperate to get him to stay longer at her apartment. So she starts trying to entice him with the promise of roasted meat. She's like, I got a beautiful piece of meat in the fridge. (laughs) Doesn't even specify. I was like, a beautiful piece of meat. That's like something a guy would say, first of all, right? Like some guy who, the guys who love barbecue meat and stuff. I've got a beautiful piece of meat in the fridge. Why don't I stick it in the broiler? We could eat it. It's just like I was like, honestly, I'm a little horny. I got that hungry. sounds good. I got hungry. But I don't know if it's gonna work on Michael because she is like also wine. It's like this is a romantic dinner. Yeah. You don't 
And also, you bought that beautiful piece of meat for Michael to do this. You're not going to eat that by yourself. You just randomly had a beautiful piece of meat in the fridge. No one does that. That's <laughs> no. expensive. Uh, Michael is like very sweaty. Yeah, he's very sweaty, and he's like, "Oh, uh, I, I gotta go." And she goes, "You have to go home to your wife." Yeah, he's married. Yeah, and she's like, "Go quick." <laughs> what are you going to do to him? Turn into a fucking werewolf? <laughs> I mean, she was she was two seconds away from jerking him off. She was going to like eat him alive. Yeah. I've never seen a hornier person on Melrose Place to this point. She is on fire for Michael. You could feel it. Yeah. She's a good actress too. So she really sold the scene. Yes. And it's like, well, now I know why Michael cheats. Like this... <laughs> This episode, or these past two episodes, really set his his validation up. Yes, because she's kissed his best friend. Yep. Uh, he, she. We've already heard the line. You want to hurt people who hurt you. Mm-hmm. So they really had to sell that he was so hurt by this thing right. that Jane didn't even do. Right now, you've got Kimberly pushing him over the edge. Right. Uh, so he's going to look for that moment. Yep. Where it's going to be acceptable because Jane of what Jane did. And, and they have a moment at the door and you think, Oh damn. And you wonder they're going to, it's like that thing where someone has to pass closely by you. But I was like, well, there's really no reason they had to be that close, but Kimberly's holding the door midway. She's so he had to skirt by her. She's doing that thing where she's like pressing her tits up against him. Yeah. And he has to scooch by and rub against her Mm. to get out the door. Yeah. And then they have this moment where they're inches apart and it's like, guess I'll see you at the hospital. Yeah. 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 I will. Don't forget to, (laughs) you know, it's just like, yeah, very crazy. It's like, we're we're very um, in I, that. I wonder what I thought then. Like, obviously, we know they fuck. Like, sorry, spoiler alert. But like back then, I wonder if I thought Michael would cheat. I didn't think he would when I first watched Melrose Place. Yeah, I was. I don't think I did either. But I thought he was like pushing it, or like Kimberly was just coming on too strong. But I thought he would do the same thing that Jane did. Like, no, I can't. Like, yes, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's not been nothing up to this point that shows Michael Mancini to be a shady guy. And even though they're fighting about this thing with Sammy, they seem to have a fine relationship and fuck and like whatever. Right. There's no. There's nothing like going on there. Right. So Rhonda and Terrence are having their own romantic dinner at her apartment and they're bickering about Carrie and this gets resolved real quick because he's like, all right, you can fire her. I know. I was like, why didn't this happen weeks ago? We all thought that she fired her last episode. Well, and then we move on from that. (laughs) It's a little Rhonda moment. (laughs) Allison and Billy are talking about Seattle and Allison's like, it's fine. She's not gushing about her new hometown. And she asks him about Amanda. She's like, you swear you're not seeing her? He's like, I'm not seeing Amanda. Yeah. And she asks him how he's holding up. And he tells her, thinking about taking over the store. And she's like, you're going to sell furniture? Come on, Billy. What about your writing? Yeah. Yeah, what about your writing? Where did his computer go? Did Allison take his computer? Maybe it's in his bedroom. Because that's where he has furniture. Yes. His bedroom. He must have the computer in the bedroom now. Because sometimes he would wheel it out into the living room. Maybe it's on like a cart. 
one of those, like, you know when people used to use the microwave cart yeah. <laughs> for, like, a printer? Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. switched it over. Yeah. Um, and he says, he says to Allison, just go back to Keith in your seal-infested city. Another great dunk, because I was like, seal-infested? <laughs> like, that's what you think of when you think of Seattle? <laughs> yeah. And Allison is like, Billy, Billy, I care. I wouldn't be here if I didn't care. And Billy's definitely acting like he doesn't care. He's in that state where nothing matters. I don't right. care. He's yeah. not trying to show emotion. He's being like, he's being cagey. But they're not in a fight or anything because they leave and they go to the Santa Monica Pier. Now, this was where I was really hoping they went to shooters because they're like, let's get out of here. <laughs> And like when they went to the pier, I was shocked because I thought for sure. I would, this was a huge plot twist for me because I immediately was expecting the shooter's neon sign. Yeah. Like the establishing shot outside shooters. No, we get Billy aggressively hurling balls at those little, that milk cart, milk, milk bottle, bottles, the milk bottle game at a carnival. Totally like fucking these bottles up. Yeah. Like so much that the guy was like, just stop. I'll give you the teddy bear. <laughs> like, yeah. The guy had to tell him to cut it out. Um, Billy, this is sad because Billy says he's really sad that his dad never got to see him succeed as a writer. Yeah. That made me sad for him. Yeah. Even though his dad obviously loved him regardless. But, right. But Billy's always had this thing, I think, with his parents where he just wants to like prove himself that he made the right decision to pursue his dream. Yeah. And he starts crying. And it was weird to see Andrew Shue cry. He's, he, it was, he's a bad actor. This was not a good cry <laughs> scene. I, I was like, sometimes I didn't even realize he was crying, but then I could see his cheek was wet. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, like, put, they put the visine down it or something. It looked kind of like he had indigestion. Right. And he was kind of like, basically, I never said I loved him. To his dad. He's like, yeah, I said it as a kid, but as an adult, I don't think uh, I ever said it. Right. And, and, you know. And Allison gives him, she starts talking to him about what she calls an invisible line, about how love is like an invisible line, how you don't always have to say you love someone to show show them that you love them. Yeah. And that his dad knew that he loved him. By what he, how they, he treated him or right, like the things what he, he did, did for him. Billy starts bawling. And they hug again. Because he's like, I missed you. Because Allison's saying a corny speech. Yeah. That would be what you missed about Allison. Totally. (laughs) Like all the annoying things that Allison did, you would miss. Because that is sincerely her. Yeah. She's corny. And you got to appreciate that. Allison, for as annoying as she can be, she is truly an authentic person. Well, and she's a good person to have around when you're like a group of cynics. Yes. Who need to have that corny moment, even if they mock it seconds later, like you corny bitch. Right. That it still hits you yes. where it affects you in a way. So yes. she affects people with her corniness. Like I, affect, good. like I affect you with my corniness. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like yeah. I can respect it even though I'm not that way. I like when people are authentically corny or emotional because yeah. it does help people who aren't, even if they don't change their ways. Like right. it's sort of like, okay, or that's good. That's a trustworthy person. Right. I think like, because unlike Amanda and Keith, 
Allison and Billy really do love each other at the end of the day. Well, and unlike them, like Allison and Keith, those are not authentic people. Amanda and Keith. I'm sorry, Amanda and Keith, they're always thinking how to manipulate things or what is the best. They're always thinking like, how can I make this the best for me? How do I win? Yes. And authentic people don't think that way. They just are and let the cards fall where they fall. Like, right. And it's like, if I, people call me corny, I don't care. And and then it's not to say that they don't make stupid decisions. Oh, absolutely not. But they're authentic about them. Yes. uh, I think. And even when they sort of hold back some, eventually they let loose and admit right. I was embarrassed or whatever. Because like, neither Billy nor Allison ever want to hurt one another. No. Even when they're mad at each other, they never deliberately do anything that's like, this is going to destroy this person. The worst thing they do is like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's very obvious they or, do. Or petty shit. Yeah. So the next day, Joe comes over to Billy's. She's brought him a coffee maker. And I she- thought this was like a really sweet unnecessary scene. <laughs> like, it was totally sweet and it and it kind of wrapped up something we talked about a few episodes ago where Joe they didn't have to bring this up, but I did think this was good writing. Yeah. That Joe brought up hey, there's been tension between us. This was very mature on Joe's part. Yes. I think. Yes. Uh and I I I say it's unnecessary. It was just weird, but maybe the father dying you can say, because it was just very abrupt. Um, but I like that she did this. I like that she did this too. She brought him this this coffee maker because she knows all his shit just got moved out. Yes. Um, and she, she, she says, like, I just want you to know that, like, the tension, that's partly my fault. And I want you to know I'm here for you as a sounding board if you just want to talk. Because she has a parent who's d- deceased. Yes. So they set up the coffee maker together, and Billy is like, I do want to talk. And he says... <laughs> Sorry, this is like, how old are you? <laughs> he, he's, like a, he's like a child. Um, he's, he says, Joe, what happens when somebody dies? And this was a very Joe response, because Joe is the type of person who believes in, quote, energy. When she said energy, I laughed. Because it's so <laughs> Joe. And it's like, I feel like I've said this to to someone, like a kid or something, where it, I was like, I don't want to make them feel bad. <laughs> but I don't know what to say. Well, it reminded me of you, and I think that's why it, it made me laugh. Because it's not overtly spiritual, but it's also it, get, the, a way to express to Billy, like, in a gentle way, like, without being like, I think you're just worm food. <laughs> Yes, because it wasn't like souls. It was like energy, and energy never dies. Like it's a very scientific take on something that's kind of spiritual and sweet. Yes, because you're right. She didn't say, and that's probably what she believes that we're just dead in the dirt, right? Like, but it's like a little bit more. And then he asked her also, like, "What do you believe in heaven?" It's like it's Joe. Of course, she doesn't believe in heaven because she has to go back to childhood thoughts. Yes, I guess her mom died when she was a child. Yeah, did we learn this? Uh, I can't remember, but that's what she thought as a kid. Uh, what that heaven? She liked imagining this place of what it was like. Right, right. Uh, so it's a very sweet scene. Matt. This was an also scene. <laughs> I think that there were, we're missing the scene where everyone is deeply affected yes. by seeing Billy's, um, you know, how upset he is by his dad's death. So everyone, I think, is realizing how life 
is short and you want to make these connections and tell people right how you feel right. while you can. Yeah. But they didn't really set up that we we're going to see this montage of everyone <laughs> doing that. <laughs> no, it just felt unexpected. Right. And it was like, well, it's nice that Matt gets a scene, even if it's sort of weird. Yeah. Matt's at a cafe with his dad who... um they, they, because we had a little arc <laughs> with Matt's dad earlier. I forgot though it was Matt's dad. I was like, ooh, who's this guy? <laughs> Matt's with, who's this older guy? Who's his older daddy? And I was like, is he from the, I thought it was like maybe one of his bosses. I was like, who's this older guy? No, it's his dad. <laughs> it's Matt's dad. And his dad doesn't understand why his son invited him out to just have lunch. And he's like, I just want to, Matt's like, I just want to hang out and I want to do this more often as friends. Yeah. And I thought it's nice his dad isn't homophobic anymore. And I like that his dad's like, can we eat now? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. Allison is at Billy's parents' house and Celeste is there and they're all having lunch in the backyard. Mom wants to talk about the store and she tells Billy, I've decided to sell the store to the employees. And Billy is like, oh... I just wanted to do something for dad. Billy doesn't have a lot of fight left in him. No. And and then he's like, it sounds like you already sold it. And she's like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so stop thinking about doing something. Yeah. Um, I like and, that she sold it to the employees, though. Why? I don't think know. She should have sold it. I like that she sold it to them. Oh, you like that? She, yeah. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, I thought I was that like, was cool. I was like, why? That's, that's no, good. I don't like that though. No, no, I thought that was cool. I, I thought was that, like, I love it. It was a good move. And look, Billy would have run that store into the ground. He doesn't want to do it. No, he thinks he has to do it. But Billy's mom said something that was very sweet. She told him, she says, I need you to be a writer. That's yeah. what me and your dad want, is yes. for you to pursue your dreams. Then she gives Allison a letter that Billy's dad had written to Billy but never sent. And he wants Allison to read it out loud. And it's a very sweet letter, basically saying how he's proud of Billy. He loves him. He says love. I cried during this letter. This was sad. (laughs) This made me really sad. I cried during this letter, even though part of me was sort of like, Oh, how convenient that there's a letter that exists that tells Billy exactly what he needed to hear <laughs> that he talked about at the fair. I mean, at the board, at the pier. Yeah. Because he needed, he's like, I need to know my dad was proud of me. Yeah. He, he wanted me to be a writer. And I thought the letter was well written because it had his little dad things. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, you should write this letter. It right. was like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I did cry reading this letter. I, this whole thing was like, imagine someone... <laughs> Say, do you read this letter it would like be in that moment? So uncomfortable. And of course, Allison read it beautifully and very sincerely. I gotta say, Allison has looked very cute in these last two episodes. She looks good. Her, her skin is like perfect. Her skin's perfect. Not even just her beauty look has improved in terms of like her hairstyle, the way she styled her hair, but her outfits, I feel like this sort of elevated normcore look. That she's going for this like casual girl next door thing is really working for her. I feel like I didn't notice her outfits, and that's an improvement 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they didn't stand out to me in any way, it's already an improvement. I like. I don't remember many of them. I really liked this tangerine cardigan she had on with the white t-shirt and the jeans. I it's thought like she, her Seattle look. She looked. <laughs> she looked so chic. And I, I do think her hair looks better. Like her, her style is like a little more her age. Yes. Like a nicer version of it. Yes. Like it's still sort of the same length with the little bangs, but it, there's something about it that fits her more uh, as being like a woman in their early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like a mom. Right. Like a Midwestern mom or something. No, she, she, looks, she looks cute. I, I did notice that. So where are we? Um, so Billy, I, uh, Billy Allison kind of reiterates what the letter said with Billy. She's like, the love was there. Yeah. It was, it sort of proved her little love is a string type of thing. Like, even though Billy didn't know that his dad had these feelings, it was always there. Yeah. And now he has this record of it being said. I mean, she's right. Love is an action. Absolutely. Uh, now I'm going to cry. No. Um, <laughs> Later, Billy- also everyone has different ways of showing it. Yes, so you can't hold everyone to the same love standard, right? Some people do it differently. Later, Billy drops Allison off at the airport, and they agree that they should like visit each other. This was crazy to me because it's like well, you guys were really pretending you weren't friends anymore, and yeah. you would never see each other again. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I guess it was sort of a bad. When she left, it was sort of like he was with Amanda and everything was like, we're done. Yeah. Um, But that's wild to me. Right. So he walks her into the airport. They have a hug goodbye. And as she's going up the stairs, she calls out for him. And he says, what? And she says, nothing. And then she turns back around and she says, you know, I don't give a damn about the Olympic Peninsula. And she t- she runs down and she's like, I fucking hate Seattle, Billy. Yeah, because Keith wants to take her to some fucking woods area to look in a fucking stream right. when she gets back. Keith, well, Keith, that, that's his big thing for her. She's always doing shit that Keith wants to do. Yeah. He never is like, what do you want to do, sweetie? And no. When, and when she suggests one thing to do, that's very easy. Sit down and watch a movie with me. He fucking can't do it. He's a fucking baby. No, everything he's had to do with Allison, like the dinner with Amanda and Billy, he ruined with his boringness. Yeah. Like, he always has to do that. And he never is like, do you want to go to a, is there a concert you want to see? Is there a restaurant you want to go to? What could, what kind of fun things are you interested in, Allison? No. No, we're going to look at tide pools together and I'm going to performatively pick up trash on the beach. Yeah. I got a, tickets to an algae farm. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm serious like not only is he boring he only has one interest and, and it's all marine related which look there's nothing wrong with marine biologies and biologists that's not the problem I like going to those things I do too but not that's, all the time but that's all he wants to do and that's not specifically Allison's interests he's never Remember the play? He blew her off for the play. Well, here's the thing. She is willing to do those things with him. But he's not willing to yeah, do that exactly. for her. That's the problem. And if he has to, he's a big baby about it. So she just let... I love this scene because she just lets it all out. And she just is completely honest with Billy. And she's like, I hate Seattle. I'm miserable there. I have, I have no, no friends. friends. I'm I have lonely. No, I have nothing to do and I'm lonely and I miss you. 
And it's like everything we've just been waiting for her to admit. Yeah. And this was so satisfying because Billy says, we'll stay here then. And she says, take me home. And then Billy says, see ya, Keith. <laughs> he literally said that. I laughed so hard. I did too. I was like, I, I I was like too. that's so, I love that pettiness. It was so funny. Like, fuck Keith. Well, because it's like, it also hits on that satisfaction when you have a friend in a really bad relationship and they finally end it. It is the best feeling in the world, mm. even though you have to be a little low key at first because you, you might get back together. <laughs> but you know that feeling. It's yeah. just so good. And obviously he likes her or loves her and wants to be in a relationship with her. So it's extra good. Right. Although they haven't admitted that part yet. Right. Um, no, I. this scene got me... On board with Allison and Billy, I Me have too. to say. Me I was too. like, okay, I've been too hard on them. Because I haven't watched the show in so long, I had forgotten about their their like their ins and outs of their relationship, and I had forgotten about the buildup to their re- eventual relationship. It's the only solid relationship we have right now on the show. Like even Joe and Jake aren't quite gelling yet. We don't know if they're... Yeah, it's kind of like whatever. And they're sweet together and I love them together. Absolutely, but it's not on the same level as this Billy Allison one. Yeah. I think there aren't a relation. There isn't any relationship on the show at this moment that's there Yeah, at that level. And yeah. it's a pretty uh, believable... It's affection. A, it's a deep relationship. Yes. They have a very deep relationship, even though they're codependent as fuck with each other and yes. silly, but they're... It's they, real. It's a very real relationship. It reads as very real. And yeah. that's why I think you can get affected emotionally by it, even if you find them annoying. Yes. Because it is true. It's just authentic, uh, as you said. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to it being <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> Totally, I totally am looking forward to that too. I I wrote down also, see you, Keith. The see you, Keith, made me <laughs> laugh too because I was like, it could have ended on this sweet note. And no, then, but- Adam, as they're pulling up on a like one of those crane cameras, yeah. we're seeing them from a high distance. <laughs> He's- we just hear this under the radar, see you, Keith. <laughs> And it's like, did Billy like ad lib that? Did Andrew Shue? He's spinning Allison around. Like he's picked her up and he's spinning her around in the airport. Her legs are flying over. See ya, Keith. He that must have <laughs> felt great to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and even Allison had to laugh, I'm sure. Like <laughs> she's over Keith now. But now how great is it that Billy can finally <laughs> hopefully talk all this shit and they can dunk on Keith together? Yeah. Well, I finally remembered the Keith story. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's but crazy. But yeah, it gets crazy. As, 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 as we were going along, I was like, oh, God. Because Seattle kicked it in for me. I was yes. like, oh, right, Seattle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They probably aren't. They only have a few episodes to make fun. Yeah. Maybe one. I can't right. remember. <laughs> no, but there is some crazy shit coming down the pike with Keith. This is not the last we see a Keith. No, absolutely not. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about what's what's going to happen Me next. Me too. It's anyway, a juicy one. Uh, look, thank you all for listening. We'll have some good screen we'll grabs. We'll have some great screen grabs available on our Instagram page at bitchslappod. Is it bitchslap underscore pod? That's right. If you want to follow us there. We'll see you next week for episodes 27 and 28. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.